Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. Uh, you'll understand where all this is going in a minute. Don't worry, okay? Uh, so last weekend, uh, Andrew and I were away for the weekend. Uh, we weren't here. You might not have noticed, but we were away. Uh, it was my son-in-law, Ben's 30th birthday. And so uh, myself, Andrea, uh, Ben and Jess, Ben's mum and dad, and a whole bunch of Ben's friends went away. And we're in this house in North Yorkshire. It was beautiful. And uh, while I was away, I, I had one of those sudden realizations that are life-changing. It was like a slap in the face. It was a wake-up call for me. I knew it was one of those things that would transform my life forever. And it was the real, like... But guess what? What? Look at him. Oh, my it's word. It's worked. It's worked. Look. It's worked. I told you my magic formula Simon, come on. Simon, come, come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. Well done, Simon. Fantastic. Turn around. Wow. Oh, my word. I have never seen anything like that. Miracle maker. Miracle maker. Emily, could you do the same to me? No. Oh, okay. Right. Too far gone. Too far gone. <laughs> anyway, so I'm away with my friends and uh, family, and I suddenly realised... This life-transforming thought popped into my head. I'm old. Thank you, mate. I am. Yeah. And you're thinking, yes, Steve, we know that. We see you every Sunday. You're old. But sometimes it happens to us, doesn't it? We have this kind of sudden thought. Oh, wow, you know, I'm actually mortal. I'm actually getting older. And it affects us, doesn't it? My dad had a friend who, uh, when he was 50, his wife um, threw a surprise 50th birthday party for him. And uh, so on the evening, his wife pretends they're going out somewhere, drags him into this place. Everyone goes, surprise, happy 50th. He sees 50 splattered everywhere. He immediately walks out and starts dyeing his hair black every single week. It was not a good look, believe me. We're kind of obsessed with her, aren't we? You know, we, people spend millions of pounds getting facelifts and all sorts of tucks and things like that. People spend a fortune every week on products that will help them look better, look younger. My wife does. I'm saying no more. But it's not just about looking younger. We all want to live longer. I mean, that's a huge thing nowadays. People want to live longer. Do you know that uh, pretty much most of the billionaires who live in this world today are contributing money to research on how to live longer? Google has set up a laboratory that they fund to millions of pounds called Calico that is all about finding ways to live longer. We're obsessed with it. We want to look better. We want, to, we want the fountain of eternal youth. And we want to live forever as young people. Some of us are past that. <laughs> and we could say it's all vanity. We could say it's all pointless. It's all pride. It's all those kind of things. But I want to ask a question. Is it really all bad? 
Is this desire to, to be younger and to live longer a bad thing? I want to just kind of ask you that question. Because it says in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes, that God has set eternity in our hearts. God has set eternity in our hearts. And that might simply mean that God has set in us a desire to find God. But I think it means a lot more than that. I think it, is, I think it means so much more and it speaks into what I'm talking about today. See, today we celebrate the resurrection, don't we? We celebrate Jesus rising from the dead. And one of the outcomes of that is that we who believe in Jesus will also rise from the grave. Grave will not be our home. We will not spend eternity lying in the ground or cast upon the ashes of Southport Pier. We are not, that's not our life. Our life is eternity with God. Because of Jesus' resurrection, that's what awaits us. But Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 asks a question. But what kind of body will we have? Have you ever thought about that? And you could allow your imagination to go wild with that. But if we are simply resurrected as the kind of people who died, heaven is full of old people. It'd be a bit like church. I think we're all going to have new bodies. It says that, doesn't it? We are all going to have new bodies. Jesus, when he was resurrected, even his closest friends didn't recognize him. But what kind of body will we have? 1 Corinthians 15 gives us some clues. It uses two words to describe our new body. And they are glorious and splendor. I know. One day, I am going to be glorious. It's hard to imagine, I know, but I will. When I am resurrected, when you are resurrected, you will have a glorious body. What does that mean? Well, just think back to the Old Testament. Moses goes into the tent of meeting to meet face to face with God, and he comes out so radiant that the other Israelites couldn't even look at him. That is something of the resurrected body. Jesus, when he was transfigured, shone brightly. I think there's going to be something about us that when we are resurrected, we're going to shine with the glory of God. It says that we will no longer be perishable. 1 Corinthians 15 says that we are sown perishable, but raised imperishable. In other words, our bodies are no longer going to decay. See, what, who's over 25 here? That's a, lot of, that's a lot of people. Scientists say that once you get to 25, the cells in your body stop regenerating and just start to die. So you get to 25 and you basically just start to die. How many of you are 26? Yeah, you are dying now, all right? You're just on the slow, steady progression to death. It's a happy sermon. It is a happy sermon. 
But in heaven, your resurrected body will never decay. Everything that you have right now that is an ache, a pain, an illness, whatever's sore, whatever is in your heart that is broken, that hurts, that is painful, whatever you struggle with mentally will be gone. You will be glorious and imperishable, no longer subject to decay. You will be perfect. So imagine Adam and Eve. Before the fall, they were perfect. They were designed for eternally living with God. See, the thing I think that happens is that for all of us, we recognise that eternity in our hearts means that we are longing to be the people God designed us to be. Not this broken frail, vulnerable person that I am now. I know that God created me to be so much more. And in heaven, when I am resurrected, I will be everything that God designed me to be. One more thing. It says in 1 Corinthians 15... That our bodies are sown in weakness, but raised in power. I like that. Not just that we are raised by power, but that we are raised with power. I mean, Jesus did amazing things in this life. And his resurrected body was able to just appear in places. He would walk with, his, uh, with two disciples along the Emmaus Road, chatting away, break the bread, and suddenly disappear. His disciples were in a locked room, and he would suddenly appear in the midst of them. And he wasn't like a spirit or a ghost. He had a physical body, but he could just do that. See, our new resurrected bodies will not be weak. They will have the power of God in them, through them, working through them, in the same way that Jesus did in this life and continues to do in the next. We will have glorious, splendid bodies that are imperishable, that are powerful. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, that are like Jesus. See, for each and every one of us, the moment we become a Christian, we start a journey to become like Jesus. And when you are resurrected, that journey comes to an end. You'll be as like Jesus as you have ever been before. So today, as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, we are also celebrating our resurrection. We're celebrating the fact that the grave will not hold us. We're celebrating the fact that death is not the end. We're celebrating the fact that frailty, weakness, decay are not going to be part of our future. We're celebrating the fact that one day we will be the people God intended us to be. And we will be glorious. And I look at you and I think I can't wait for that day to come. (laughs) And you're looking at me thinking the same. You'll be able to look in the mirror in your resurrected body and think, Hey, I'm glorious. 
That's what we celebrate today. It's one of the things that we celebrate that is the consequence of Jesus' resurrection. And it's really interesting that Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, it's a long chapter. And he talks about Jesus' resurrection. Then he talks about our resurrection. And then he says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? See, for each and every one of us, death is not the end. We are simply going to sleep. And one day we will rise glorious. And then Paul says this. Stand firm then. Stand firm. You know, in this life that is so full of frailty and weakness, imperfection, so full of pain. I mean, isn't it terrible to hear about how many of our brothers and sisters in Sri Lanka have got been murdered today by bombs in churches as they celebrate the resurrection? And that can shake our faith. That can shake. Well, where's God in all this? But what I do know is that those broken bodies as they lie in their churches will one day be glorious again. That they will rise with Christ and be whole and complete and real and properly, authentically who they were meant to be all along. Not this pale shadow of who we are now. We can stand firm because we know what the end is like. We can stand firm because we know that this life is not all that there is. We can stand firm because we know that one day we will see Jesus in his risen glory. And we too will be glorious. Let's pray for a moment. Would the band like to come up? Maybe you could all stand. And in a moment, uh, there's going to be some people aside who are going to be able to pray for you, no matter what it is that you want prayer for. And maybe you've got up this morning and you're just aware of your own weakness. Maybe your body aches. Maybe you've got something that is physically wrong with you. Maybe you're struggling emotionally or mentally with something. The great thing about God is that what awaits us in the future breaks through with us now in the present. We can experience his healing power as he starts to move us towards that great day when we will be resurrected. And so if you would like prayer for anything at all, no matter what is that is that's going on in your life, these guys will pray for you, they'll pray for your healing, they'll pray for the circumstances that you face, they'll pray for whatever it is you need prayer for. So during the worship, just go across them and they will pray with you. But let me pray for all of us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that today we remember that the grave will not hold us. We thank you, Lord, that today we are reminded that because of your resurrection, we too are resurrected. We thank you that we're reminded that you were raised perfect and we too will be raised perfect. That you were raised in power and we too will be raised in power. That you were raised in glory and we too will be raised in glory. Lord, for all of us, as we struggle with this life, 
Help us to stand firm as we look to the future, as we look to what is beyond death. And we thank you, Lord, that death is never the end. So, Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would stand firm in the faith that we have.